You have tuned in to the unusual podcast. I'm not sure why you came here. Hey, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I hope you guys are being warm. It's fuck crazy. <laughs> cool. It's getting there. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that was bad. I didn't say any words. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. Okay. So we're going to start off with my story since we left off on Dylan's story uh, last time. Mm. Uh, he got he infiltrated the the bugs infiltrated yeah yeah that's not a good word but he got them to spill the the red blue blue green uh-huh. color combinations mm. honestly i listened to it and then i feel like i didn't even use what you, <laughs> you said to con- to really i might not need finish it. the next part but it's okay i hope you guys uh like the next like five seconds of this story Billy Driftwood and Boppet hustled quickly to the spaceship with their chosen weapon fastened in their holsters. There were no signs of other alien bug life, but just in case, they proceeded with caution. The spaceship stood on three legs, and the entrance was right underneath the body of it. Luckily, the key to the antique Cadillac was also the key to unlock the entrance door. Driftwood inserted the disc into the leg of the ship as they scurried underneath it to be lured up from the ground by the gravitational pull that emanated from its opening. As they were nearing the inside of the ship, they began to hear music. Bells were ringing, louder and louder. They arrived inside these glass tubes with nestled sliding doors, when suddenly, the music came to a distorted stop as a herd of alien bug creatures in their festive red and green sweaters surrounded them. It was a Christmas party. With their drinks in hand, the alien bugs, Billy, Driftwood, and Boppet all stared at each other in silence. Three whole seconds went by when... Driftwood gripped his space gun and blasted the glass tubes open. Wait, drift... Ugh. Let me say that last part over. (laughs) Three whole seconds went by when... Driftwood gripped his space gun and blasted the glass tubes open. Dot, dot, dot. That's it. That's all I got. I know it's not that long into it, but... Wait, what was in the glass tubes? Them. Like they got the gravitational pull. Oh, pulled them up. Pulled into them glass into tubes. the glass tubes with the sliding doors. Yeah. The sliding doors didn't open, so they were just like inside of them, and the alien okay. bugs were they were having, having a Christmas party. Yeah, there's bear pong. They had a table of food, more specifically with you know human eyeballs as it, where the deviled eggs would be, mm-hmm. but the eyeballs were stuffed with tongues human tongues maybe i don't know i'm just making that up i like it and uh yeah they they're having a delicacy so okay let's see how they get out of that one if they do well there was someone i i think we've mentioned um you know obviously we, we take requests on pretty much any part of the show but someone specifically said that we should all that we should do that kind of thing too do what like they want to have like listener input in the stories. Yeah, we've been trying to get you guys to to join in on this. We take requests mainly on our Instagram. That's like the best place for you guys to communicate with us so that we can have you. Pretty much not- the only place, but if you're an email kind of person, we have unusualpodcasters at gmail.com. 
Yeah. Send in your requests, whether you want to also come up with the title for the storyline that we've a been title, working on. I'm not going to reveal what the suggestion was we got, but it was a setting. It was They were like, it'd be cool if the story took place in this location. Okay, so you're going to cover that in the next... Yeah, I'll add into the next story. Okay. It was something kind of harder to squeeze into this one already, but yeah. Yeah, so you guys send in send in your requests. Um, and then we also got another request to talk about. What else? Oh, Dave the Neighbor. You want to get to Dave the Neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Thanksgiving? I think it was. Oh, no, no. It was the day of the Tyson fight because we got home pretty late. Of course, Dave was out there. Dave has been out there like all the time now like it used to be like like super often that he was out there but and then it kind of went into a period of him not being out there yeah and now he's only ever out there he's back to living in his car basically probably i mean honestly he might be sleeping out there but then after we came inside i went back out there a little bit later and it's probably it's probably midnight and he was out there and he was just sitting in his car like he is most of the time and he gets out and he was like, I mean, he was, you know, he was in his feelings. You could tell just by the yeah. way he was kind of swooning. swooning around. I don't know. You know, I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he was like, hey, man, I just got back from uh, Richmond to see my grandnephew. Then he tells me, I can't even begin to describe this run on sentence, but he was talking about how his cousin. Man, I don't even know. His his sister had a kid whose cousin got remarried and had the same grandparents as his, but then they got divorced. I, I don't even know Stop. what the fuck he said. But, you know, then he ended it with like, yeah, so I, that's my grandnephew. And, you know, or he's like, yeah. And then, you know, my brother, he died last year. But I wanted to go see my, my grandnephew today. And I was like, that's cool. I bet you got to see your family. <laughs> That's terrible. He, Dylan is just the worst like, person to nah, talk nah, to nah, about nah. like something serious because he just like that sucks. He does not know how to respond to you. Like don't don't come to Dylan for for a shoulder because he does not know. I mean, where Dave his should, fucking shoulder is. Dave should know because he he was you know talking about how she always accused me of cheating on her oh, before, man. and I was like, eh, well, I gotta go to work. I'll see you later. It's like 6.30. Yeah. But there's always people in the house. Like, I hear them, and then he'll be outside. So it's like, maybe he's just got kicked out. Yeah. And he's just as, like, not going anywhere. He's just going in front of the house. I mean, I don't know. And then in the past couple of days, I went outside. It was like 5 in the morning. And I went outside to my truck, and he was parked in the parking spot right next to me and he was out there getting high in his car shit stank. he was hot boxing he was hot boxing that shit at oh, 5 a.m you and know i haven't hot boxed in like years i just want to do it for fun like yeah. we could just sit in front of our house and hot box next to his Pretty hot much. box yeah right and then we could open our windows and then get our hot boxes to to <laughs> intertwine yeah, we'll get some plastic to connect the windows. Yeah. Get it airtight. Get a tube. Yeah, yeah. we got to get one of those. I don't know. But I went out there in the morning and I, so I walked to the driver's side to get something out of the truck. 
and he saw me. Then he took off like really quick for for me being in between the cars, you know? Like my foot could have easily been kind of in the way of his tire or something. I don't know if it's cuz he saw I don't know if he really actually saw me or not, but and sometimes I do see him pull up, park and then leave again, like immediately. Yeah, I feel like when he's not in his car, he's like walking around the neighborhood. He's always walking around. Oh no, I mean pulling up in his car and then just driving away like, oh. immediately. Oh. Yeah, he does walk around a lot, but lately he's just been chilling in the car. I mean, I guess because it's getting a little cold. And I found out Dave has six kids. Damn. Never seen any of them. Yeah, actually we might have because I've seen this one girl coming and going. And she's she's probably like our age. And I don't know how old Dave is. He's probably like in his late 30s, early 40s. He, pro- he, he looks he, so much young. He yeah. looks pretty young, but like. He could be a lot older than he looks. You know? Yeah, he could be like in his late 40s. Or he could be in his early 30s. Like, fuck. So that's how Dave's doing. Not too good. Not too good. One day we'll have him maybe come on the podcast. Oh, man. But he can't find out about these episodes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, God damn, they have a whole fucking show. They got pictures of me on the Instagram. Oh, shit. (laughs) No, we can't. We wouldn't do that. Besides that, we did get some requests to watch some movies. Uh, Mm -hmm. Since we were talking about Mark Hamill and his voice work, Mm. we were recommended to watch Brigsby Bear, which is kind of, it's like an indie film. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's not in it throughout the entirety of it, but he's in the beginning and he's in near to the end. A little bit at the end. Um, Luckily, he he does some acting in there, but he, oh, he does acting, obviously, but he also included a little bit of his voice work. A little bit of voice work. Yeah, this is, this movie is not one that I think I'd typically like that much. Like just the indie feeling of it, I guess. Like it, I don't it know. had like a coming of age feeling to it, but it had a cool a cool plot, like a yeah. cool story. And it was also like surprisingly had comedy in there. I didn't yeah. expect that, especially with how serious uh, you know, the turn of events were, especially yeah. in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting for them to like hold on to the comedic aspect even during the transition between well i guess i'll just tell you guys what happens he is uh he this guy well when he's a baby he gets abducted and sheltered in this like you know locked up yeah yeah bunker for all of his life i mean at this point when they finally the cops finally find him he's like 40 40 he looks like he's 40 okay say like 30 30 okay he looks like he's 35 yeah okay he he's in his 30s um and so but he has a mentality of a high schooler no middle schooler yeah like a middle schooler because they they sheltered him and only uh filled his mind with this show that the dad actually created every episode of the show called Brigsby Bear. Yeah, that he that... watched the entirety of his life, and that was the only thing that he watched. And so he was completely obsessed with it. And then when he got out, he would ask people about the show. Nobody knew of it. And that was when it was brought to his attention that 
it was a completely made up show just for him. And he was actually pretty stoked about it. He was like, wait, you mean my old dad was Brigsby Bear? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, his parents are like, his, oh, his real parents are now like trying to, you know, get him in tune with reality. And mm. he's like learning everything for the first time. Um, but even throughout that transition between him uh, being with his abducted parents to his new parents and the police and everything was still had, you know, humor in it, which was, which was relieving. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Now, you know, any, any time for humor. It wasn't is okay just heavy shit all the time. Or, yeah. You know, but emotional it did. Shit. Yeah. But there was, you know, also the, the, the drama in it as well. Yeah. So it was, I think overall, like, it was actually a really entertaining movie, and it, it surprised me. Yeah. It surprised me. I didn't think you'd want to finish it. Wow. I thought we would. But the other cool thing is, because I looked up the trailer before we watched it, you know, trailers usually kind of tell you everything about the movie. To the point where you don't even need to watch the movie. Yeah, and this one left out, you know, it, it showed you kind of, it showed you his life before like when he was in the bunker and then without telling you why or about you know without telling you why he transitioned to like a normal environment it shows you all that stuff but it doesn't lay out the plot yeah which is cool i like that they left you know that's something i feel like any other trailer would have just given away immediately. oh yeah especially since that was an early plot point thing like yeah he, you know it was just it also seemed like not that big of a deal if they if they did put that out there no because at least that was an early thing yeah it was in the very beginning but i i i do like that or when i read the uh when i read the description it just said that he was you know he found out that his favorite show like he was an audience of one for his favorite show and now he wanted to finish it yeah so like that was what it was about was him finishing the brigsby book the brigsby bear show yeah so he uh made the movie he he finalized and produced the movie with his friends by just recording it and mm -hmm. editing it um throughout the movie that was basically it them making the movie and them people thinking he's crazy because you know he's just so obsessed with just making this movie and the parents obviously they they feel hopeless because they just keep hearing about the Brigsby Bear and that's mm -hmm. obviously a significant piece of uh his abductors. That's cool though. I liked it. Yeah. At Andy Sandberg makes an appearance in there too. Yeah. Which is cool. He gets sent to the psych ward at one point and Andy Sandberg's in there is I pretending. Think... He's pretending to be uh, a blind guy in the yeah. movie like he's yeah. obviously not in the movie but that was a good one who else was in that movie the alexa demi girl the who wow okay well she does actually come on to him in that movie mm -hmm. and then we watched another movie with her mid 90s is the first time we've seen that movie and we've yeah. heard you know decent things about it and it was surprisingly, you know, pretty it was cool. interesting. Yeah, yeah, like they had a good soundtrack. I do like the aesthetic. The 90s is, I think, something that most people can find 
appealing in some way, whether it's like the hip hop side or the grunge side, or even like when the 90s was still mixed with like the 80s style, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something for everybody in the 90s. And, but they focus more on like the skater vibes. Yeah. Um. Well, he was, he was a skater boy. He was a skater boy. She says, see you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. It was cool. It was like an aesthetic movie, but it was good because the plot was kind of. It was just a snapshot into somebody's life. It didn't really have a full like turning point. Like the turning point was like at the end of the movie. And the turning point was also like developing throughout the entirety of the movie because there was just like little bit of problems with everybody developing over mm-hmm. time. I don't know, like the way the, the kids acted also reminded me of the way kids acted when I was in high school. The way you they know? acted, the way they dressed, and the soundtrack, it was 90s, but I feel like when we were in high school, the 90s was also kind of like a big thing. So it felt like, I mean, all the, that whole soundtrack, I found all that music in high school. It really felt like, yeah, it felt like my high school days, except I went to high school in like, 2012 when we watched that movie i just i immediately felt so like grateful for being able to enjoy school before phones like we we caught the very beginning of phones Mm, like middle school was before phones middle school was before phones high school it was it was in my i think sophomore year of high school that i got the iPhone 4 or mm-hmm. it, it might have been my my junior year I had a phone in middle school but it was always just for texts and calls yeah so that was that was kind of like a time yeah before, I had I, I had before. one of those little things too you can't mm-hmm. really communicate with that shit I had one of those rumor rumor twos where it was like the phone would slide out sideways and there'd be a keyboard Damn. i didn't even have i had one of those that like slid up and the keys were so tiny yeah. it was like smaller than uh an iphone 4 mm-hmm. like completely oh, but yeah. it slid up to like not even oh it slid up vertically yeah it, it slid <laughs> up vertically yeah so the the about. keyboard was like an inch and a half maybe and all of the keys like the buttons were up there mm-hmm. it was it was real tiny but it was a samsung it didn't even have like a cool name to it it was just like a slide up samsung and that was like my first real phone and then i moment. and then i went to the iphone 4 yeah but i'm i'm so happy that you know kids now like even in elementary school have phones like i remember many years ago my brother who was now a junior's Mm -hmm. actually no it's junior are you sure i just heard him say it a couple days ago okay well when he was in fifth grade so this was like what four years ago Mm -hmm. uh he went on a field trip and i went with him four years ago wait junior yeah fifth grade so that was junior is that was five years ago i know that was six years ago yeah junior is 11th grade so that was six years ago something like that okay six years ago i went on a field trip with my brother and all the kids at that time had phones and they were on the bus i i rode the bus with them to jamestown and all the kids were on their phones on the bus and it, it felt so weird um because you know usually when you're going on a field trip, like 
kids don't have their phones and and you're all like either singing a song together or you're with your buddy on your you know your specific seat seating area and mm. I don't know. It was just like such a completely different a- atmosphere, and that was six years ago. So I can't even I can't even imagine now, kids in elementary school with their phones. Like weird. I'm sorry, but my kid is not having a phone until they're in high school. Like they they can have a phone to like text their friends, I guess, in middle school. But like it's gonna be limited. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna let my kid just like be be on social media all the time. And like my kid better be fucking doing sports and and balance it out if they're gonna be on their phone. Yeah. Or just on technology in general, you know. But I think it's cool that we like we caught the very end of uh, phones because we got to enjoy like social media not being like such a big thing. I feel like it influences. Yeah how people interact with each other and like standards now, especially for kids. Oh yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Cause it's just out there. Like all the stuff up there is kind of spread out for everyone. Yeah. You know? And I guess one of the thing, one of the main things I do be thinking about when I'm scrolling through my feed is I follow a handful of meme pages that go through these waves like they always do ads for other like personal ads you know yeah and they'll go through waves of there being like only fans girls yeah and i'm like yo this is a meme page there's like 15 year olds 16 and younger like even like a 15 year old and i see that shit constantly you know it's one thing if it's like every once in a while but there are waves where like you'll see fucking 10 of them just going up there for a few minutes. And it's like, yo, there's a 10-year-old with the same, that's got a very similar feed to me right now. They don't need to be seeing that shit. 12 years old, just seeing, that's just, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be weird, but. Yeah, it's all about parenting now, like even more so. Well, actually, it's always been about parenting, but. I liked when social media was on the computer and then you just texted and called on your phone. Yeah. That was good. That was yeah, good that time. was a good balance. But I, I'm I'm really thankful because, like, we got the end of it to where, like, we didn't have to, like, go through, like, when social media is as big as it is now. But I still, at this time in my life, still get to utilize it for, like, my business purposes or, you know, yeah. being able to make content and use it as a form of career mm-hmm. so i i i feel like i got the best of both worlds because yeah. i'm still like i don't feel like too old to be a part of it at this age which mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people older than me who who like social media and want to be a part of it i feel like they they feel like too old for it which i i don't know sometimes i i think about maybe i'm growing on the cuffs of like i don't know not really Nah, as long as you have an audience. I mean, there's fucking 80-year-old ladies who just, like, you know, all they got to do is, like, cuss a lot or, you know, actually go out there and do fashion differently than old people do, and they have an audience. Yeah. And they're 80. Yeah. As long as you find a way to make, you know, as long as you can find an audience, I don't think there's really an age limit. Yeah, there isn't. There might be an age limit on, like, there might be an age limit on certain types of content, but take the good with the bad. Yeah, but 
I think also like having all this social media, um, although it does really like hurt people, especially with like the comparison aspect of it, I do think that it's also a great opportunity for us to learn how to deal with it in the first place. Yeah. Because we're just coming onto it and it feels like a lot. <clears throat> it feels like a lot right now, but um, I think it's, it's pretty unavoidable. And so it's up to us to, to take the challenge and, and really learn how to limit ourselves and be more disciplined. And I think that'll teach us something way more uh, valuable in the long term than having to deal with it in the first place. You know what I mean? Basically. So yeah, uh, mid nineties was a, <laughs> was a pretty, I felt like Lords of Dogtown. It did. It did. Um, may i don't know i don't remember that one too much uh but i i, I think i did like lords of dogtown yeah uh this one probably i would say has a better soundtrack uh, i don't even remember the soundtrack yeah me neither but i i did like the soundtrack yeah so. no it was really good like i said it's all like this was the first time that I felt like I knew every song that came on the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, Maybe Christ. it was a little too much sometimes. It was almost overwhelming, but uh, it's still pretty cool. I mean, I would, you know, I'd get the soundtrack CD. <laughs> I, I might be listening to that shit on Spotify. I'm sure they got it. Yeah. The the ending, um, it did leave off on like, it didn't really feel like it was a solution at all. Not at all. Because, um, you know, the whole movie is, is basically about this young kid starting to hang out with these older skaters who, you know, just kind of delinquent. And then you have the two oldest kids in the group who are... Got their own little beef going on. Yeah, they're the ones that the younger kids look up to. But one of them is more of like a good guy who doesn't really care to get drunk or anything like that. He really he, just he wants has to motives be... in his life. Yeah, he has... he's driven. And then the other one, which is his friend, who was also like on the same page as him, but he's starting to go down a different path mm. that he doesn't like and that doesn't seem uh, like it's really leading anywhere. He's just more about partying and getting drunk and, and fucked up. Yeah. So they start to have a little tip towards the end, and then I guess spoiler, I'll just kind of say what happens at the very end of the movie it's not it doesn't really turn much pages but yeah you got all these little beefs going on within the group and then of course his mom and his brother are upset with him for hanging out with these kids after he gets caught like getting drunk and shit yeah i i still don't know what the age is of that boy the main character because he looks like a 12 year old but maybe he's supposed to be 15 no he's He's probably like 12, 13, okay. maybe. Okay. I don't know. That's what I would guess. I mean, he's pretty young. He's pretty, like, giddy. He's just smiling all the time. Yeah. You know, he's a real cornball. And that one kid's mad that he's in the group. Mm. Yeah, I swear. they. Yeah, he, that one kid just bought a new deck. And then that kid, like, a week later, they just gave him one for free. He said, are yeah. you fucking serious? Yeah, I feel the same thing, too. I'll be like, bitch, I've been rocking with y'all for months. And this kid comes out of here out of nowhere. He falls off a roof. And now y'all want to give him a fucking board for free after two weeks of knowing <laughs> y'all? Fuck you. I'm the yeah. one who introduced him in the first place. Fuck you. Yeah. 
I I feel for that kid because he saved up for that and everything. And and the one guy, the oldest one, the more sensible one, he knows about his situations. Yeah. Like he even he he uh noted or he told the kid like yeah he gets beat up at home. Mm-hmm. Like damn, so you couldn't just throw the kid a board since it was that nobody's gonna miss it. <laughs> I'm like that's fucked up. But yeah, so. It- you got all these little beefs going on with the family and the different friends and stuff. And then at the end of the movie, they get into a car wreck because... Yeah, that that part actually kind of gave me a panic attack. I don't know if it's because I got in, a re- in, a, in an accident recently or what. But the way they, I mean, the way they filmed that, it was really quick. It was just like they're going and then it was just flash. Like, ah! Yeah. It was cool, though. It was intense. I'm I'm curious, like, what happened to the kid though? Like, what if he's like amputated already, or or already? What if he's like, yeah, he lost a leg now? Yeah, the movie leaves off there in the hospital. The hospital, and they they crashed because they let the the one that likes to party drive. I think he was the only one with the license. Yeah, but he he was driving them. And then I, the reason why I mentioned that girl Alexa Demi. It's because she also did the same thing. Like, as soon as she met the main character, she yeah. lured him into a room to, like, mm. have sex with him. Yeah. I was like, wait, so is this just, like, an ongoing character for her? Because she's also... Yeah, she's fucking around with the with the weird older guy who's socially, you know, awkward and shit in Brigsby Bear. And now she's fucking around with, like, this 12 or 13-year-old at a party who is obviously socially awkward yeah like what the fuck yeah and then i think she's also she also plays like the slutty Mm. person and uh that euphoria show which i've never watched that but like i've caught glimpses of it so she's a predator she's just like that no i don't know she plays a predator no not i don't know if she plays that in the in the show euphoria but yeah she's just like Mm-hmm. I guess that's just like a good character <laughs> for her. I don't yeah, know. I mean, some people are, you know, they got their roles, I guess. She's just one of those faces, I guess. What other movie did we watch? It was mid-90s, Brixby Bear and... Scanners. Scanners. Okay, this is a good one. It's going on the favorites. Yeah, I would definitely own this. Uh, it, it threw me off guard. It was kind of a slow-paced movie. It was basically this uh, scientist dude who came up with this uh medicine that that turns people into like tele telepathic well if you give it to pregnant women it'll have that effect on their babies their babies will become have like yeah they can control your mind and scan your mind yeah just yeah just basically these weird telepathic yeah it was hard to say that but how do the adults turn into the they don't scanners all of them were from birth all of them were from oh so you can only do it as a baby yeah in the movie yeah in the movie anyways i'm sure maybe because there's a scanners too so maybe they figure that out but um yeah according to what that guy was saying at the end of the movie that um that scientist ran that drug campaign yeah and so pretty much all of the scanners in the movie are from the same time period of these pregnant women getting the medicine. Yeah. And those two guys are 
like the first ones yeah that were the scientist's son and one of them just gets like really destructive and um i honestly like i i zoned out of that movie a couple times but he like what was his motive for like killing the bad guy whose name is uh the actor's name is michael ironside he's actually the like the secondary bad guy in total recall yeah who kind of gives me like a jack nicholson he reminds me of jack nicholson a little bit total recall i don't know if we mentioned that movie but i did really like it that was a really good one yeah anyways what were you saying um he oh no he was so his overall plan was to manufacture the medicine the same medicine and distribute it out into the world to doctors to give to pregnant ladies to create more scanners so that eventually he could basically build a scanner army and take out normal people. He wants scanners to rule the How world. How did I miss that? I mean, that seems like a pretty well, big... Well, he said it right at the very end in, like, the last scene, which the last scene is crazy. Yeah. I The effects of it, like, there was, uh, towards, like, the beginning of it, one of the scanners, he... Ask the, the audience if a volunteer would like to get scanned just to show them how it works. And the bad guy was in the audience and he was w- the one that volunteered. And so yeah. when he went down there and he tried to scan him, the bad guy ended up working his Make, mind. Making it backfire. Yeah, making it backfire to the point where the guy who was looks kind of like david cross if he's not david cross yeah the the guy who was originally trying to scan one of the people from the audience Mm -hmm. his head blew up Mm -hmm. and it just looked really cool i I was reading a little bit about that movie and the that scene was supposed to be like closer to the beginning of the movie like right in the beginning Mm -hmm. but i guess um I guess the director felt like a lot of people show up late to movies, which is kind of weird to me. I wouldn't think that, but he felt like he he wanted he wanted the most amount of people to see that that scene as possible. Like he wanted to make sure people saw that scene, so he moved it back in the movie a little bit because he thought that you know he wanted to sh- he wanted to push it back for people that show up late to movies. Wow, which is weird. That is weird. I've never known someone to show up late to a movie and still watch it. If I showed up late to a movie, I'm gonna get my refund and then come back another day. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay to watch a movie that I didn't watch all the way. I don't know, David Cronenberg. Maybe that's a thing. Have you ever shown up late to a movie and still watched it? Not me. I don't think so. I was asking our listeners, but yeah. Um, that was, that was a movie that came out in 1981, I think. That movie also, the scripts for the scenes were like half written. Like a lot of that was just improv. That's why there was a quote about the, the bad guy in the movie or the actor. He was talking about it. He was like, that's why you'll notice, you know, a lot of, that's why they ask so many times, like, who are you? Who do you work for? What, are you a scanner? What's a scanner? Like they repeat themselves a lot, which mm. I didn't even notice. I, usually I pick up on that sort of thing, but. You know, I think I didn't notice that because I think I said something about it. Actually, mm. when we were watching it, I was like, 
why are they covering that again? Like we already know that part of the story. Like, yeah, I, it, and it confused me because it it did seem like they were giving new information, but then they were just explaining what scanners were again. Yeah, it's because that yeah that movie the scripts were like half written. Wow, well that makes so much sense because that honestly confused the fuck out of me while we were watching it. Because I was like, wait, why does this person not know, and why are we just now? Because it seems like you know when they have those conversations, it's a mm. part of letting the audience know. Yeah. But when you're letting the audience know, like for the third time, mm. and it's like not even through the halfway point of the movie, I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> it's nope. like i guess it's cool to like really be informed but i you know i i generally list pay attention to the movie in the first place and i i like when they don't over explain things because then it makes you want to go back and watch it to like you know be on board yeah but no i mean for, in that case like i didn't i didn't really mind it yeah um, it wasn't horrible you know it just yeah, I didn't notice it though. They were improving. Yeah, that that's cool. He said Cronenberg said that was one of the most frustrating movies to film. Really? Yeah, I guess because of the improv. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Or just because you know that he's not working with a a complete script. I guess I don't know why. Yeah. The um, when I was watching it, I just kept thinking about how funny it it was for the actors to have to make all those weird faces and you know because their telepathy it like it seems kind of realistic like they seem like they're really stressing themselves out a lot of times and yeah. you know it's not like they have it under complete control they yeah. seem like they're like getting a headache from it but but there's some really cool effects though it a lot of times it makes oh people especially at up. the end that yeah. the the effects looked really cool yeah it was really cool and the ending was pretty the ending was uh yeah yeah he definitely did it was confusing how that worked out but it worked out yeah. apparently apparently i i still don't get it but it's fine yeah well that's a good one though yeah i um, would recommend that director also did the fly and with jeff goldblum mm -hmm. nice that one was a that one was a cool movie that was a good one yeah i like jeff goldblum also yeah I would like to watch the original. Yeah, sometimes. Next next week we're gonna come back. Um, I believe with some rom com reviews. We're gonna watch, uh, some movies that my parents were getting rid of. Uh, so we grabbed a fish called Wanda and Moonstruck. Mm. Moonstruck has Cher and Nicolas Cage, and then a fish called Wanda, uh, has Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know who else. Should be good, but I can run through, I can run through Siren Head real quick. Okay. Um, I did. Yeah, I don't know if it was last episode or not, but I did say I'd bring in Siren Head, and Siren Head is pretty much like Slenderman. He just there's not like a a specific origin story. There's just this one guy. Uh, I don't remember his name, but maybe I'll do an episode on him because I think he might be the same guy who created Slenderman. But mm. he's just a creepy pasta on an, on the internet. Like there's just this guy that. Well, there's a bunch of people out there, but, you know, they'll just write up stories with unique monsters. This other monster that he kind of created story about is a cartoon cat, or its name is Cartoon Cat. And it's similar to, um, what's that old, old cartoon cat? 
Top Cat? No, 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 no. Black and white cartoons with like the noodly arms. Okay, you lost. No, me. no, no. You would know it. The cat, the you know, it's just like fifty styled cartoon, and he's a cat. What's his name? Felix. Felix. Yeah, he's similar to like Felix, but he's all black. And you know, in the real world, he's like eight feet tall, and he's got like cartoon physics, so he can shape shift. But yeah, this guy just wrote a story about this thing, and you know, it lurk. And actually, apparently, Siren Head. Um, I think there's, you know, it's more like a species. Like it's not. Oh, it's not just one. I don't think it's just one because he's written stories about them in different places in the world. That's cool. Um, That's probably the coolest part about him. Yeah, and it's just some kind of interdimensional being, you know. There's really not much of a story. You can kind of gather everything you need to know. Yeah. In the in his in the sirens are actually mouths. Yeah. That's part of it. That part's scary. Yeah, I've I've can, seen that from my nephew's pictures. <laughs> yeah. And he can mimic voices and other than that he sounds like an old radio or just sirens. Mm. Yeah, there's it's really not too deep, but that's where he originated from was um just Slenderman guy. Creepy pasta. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just a creepy pasta. Cool. But there is these funny videos. I wish I could shout out the channel. Not that they would need a shout out from us. They have like twelve million views on the most recent one. Oh but my there's gosh. like these uh there's like these um guys that make these silly or they're not silly, you know, they they try their best, but um, the CGI uh, siren head videos where they're just short movies about people getting <laughs> caught by siren head, you know? They're funny, though. I'll show you some after. Yeah, me and Dylan are going right to have to make our own... Uh... Siren head? Yeah, dude. Well, just our little movies. Well, they show a little bit of behind the scenes for this one, though. It's a little more legit. I mean, they have one of those... They have one of those systems that you hook up to your body, like you wear all the different sensors and stuff. Oh, cool. And they model Siren Head's movements after their own. Nice. Like it's not just complete. You know, they they do put a lot of work into it. Nice. And they're pretty good. I'm about to show you some right now. but Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll bring in some other creepypastas by that guy because apparently he's one of the OGs of writing those stories. Nice. I forget his name already. But that's all we got for today. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Later.